Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, we're here to talk sports with you for the next couple of hours on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Appreciate you spending some of uh, the morning here with us on the BMW of Des Moines guest list. That's what we got coming up. We will talk some Iowa Wild. They're in town. They played last night. We got some action over the weekend. We carry the Wild. The Wild have reached out and uh, for a little help, and we like hockey here. <laughs> so we're glad. You're the to- hockey guy. All right. I didn't like it last night. Not a bit. Lost to Buffalo? Oh, my God. It's a huge favorite. Uh, nothing else on. Had the whole night. Didn't have to watch a hoops game. You weren't watching Gophers? No. Against the Islanders did, last night? Did not. No. Did you bet that game? Yeah, that was my play oh, of the day that yesterday. was your play of the day. Yeah. Yes, it was. So I just sat back. It's going to be great. Club by the Sabres. Walloped. Anyways, enough about me. BMW of Des Moines guest list. Ben Gislison on the Iowa Wild. Coming up here at about 10.25. Kenny White will join us. KennyWhiteSports.com. Off to Vegas, we shall go. Uh, and then David Kaplan in his regular spot at 11.05 on a Wednesday. A Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. And Frank Schwab will uh, join us late in the program from YahooSports.com as we will do a good piece with Frank on the NFL. He covers the NFL. also does sports wagering. Kind of leads me to um, where I want to start with you because I know you like dabble. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> just a tad. Um you know, you see a line early in the week, you want to get on it, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This, I better get it now before it changes. Mm-hmm. With what we're going through, and I hate to say it because COVID makes people reach for the radios. Yeah, and yeah. I understand it. I truly do. We are sick of it. Sick, sick, sick of it. We're going the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Sports is going the wrong way. Two games in the NHL shut down last night. 75 NFL players yesterday. A handful already today. Question to you. You see a line early in the week. You almost can't play it. Right. You have to wait. Yeah. And we've seen that happen. I mean, just go back to Monday night. And we're talking about it at, what, 1150. Mm-hmm. Really like the Rams. I put my bet in actually right after the show got done. Get home that afternoon and flip on ESPN. Oh, no. Yeah. Well. And it could have been worse because a lot of guys added, got added yes. yesterday. So, including OBJ. There, yeah, yeah. And thinking, all right, do I buy out of this? I just let it roll. Yeah. But it turned out to be good. Well, probably more luck than anything. It's just, yeah, you have to wait because you just don't know. And then you get in that spot where, all right, do I bay out of it? Just accept that I'm going to lose the juice on this bet. Mm-hmm. Do I come back the other way? Is there a middling opportunity? I mean, there are just so many different ways to do it. But you're exactly right. Betting games now, which oh, I think I get the most value early in the week. Right. You just don't know right now in the mm-hmm. NFL and across sports. A bolt as well, right? Right. Okay. You have to think. And, and that's completely different, taking even COVID away right. because Be- of opt-outs. Sure. Opt-outs and uh, academic outs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that we've <laughs> seen in the past. Which we used to talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, just kind of, eh. It's down the list. Right. Way, way yeah. down the list. Uh, it is signing day. We'll get to that in a second. You know what I think is in jeopardy? And back to my love of hockey. My favorite team in the world is Team Canada uh, in the Olympics, right, for hockey. Hockey's really iffy at this point. It, it, to me, it moves the needle in the Winter Olympics. 
I get that it doesn't for most of you. And the Winter Olympics don't do near the audience that's dwindling, admittedly, from the Summer Olympics. But uh, Olympic Olympic hop, hockey is very much in jeopardy for the very fact that the protocols are so strict. If you get COVID in China, Trent, you have no choice but to stay there for three to five weeks. Wow. Everybody leaves. you got to stay there in quarantine in China. That's wild. That's I, the way it is. It makes sense. I guess, but how, I mean, you can't go over there. I mean, I, I get love of country. Sure. Uh, love of country. I honestly think I would rather win an Olympic gold medal than a Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, but how can you go over there and take that chance? Family. You know, you get back, you know, your team's going to be playing again. Right. But everybody leaves and you got to stay in quarantine in Beijing? The restrictions that we saw back in the Summer Olympics, it never felt like there was a big... No. But this is a different time, It's right? winter. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in the Northern Hemisphere, things are a little bit different. Right. Here. Yeah, because of that. Wow. First of all, I didn't realize. It. On the surface, yeah, I guess it does make sense. I just didn't even think about it. But three to five weeks yeah. on top of the time that you're already there. Right. Already gone. Yes. You're talking about what could be, turn out to be what? A couple of months. Two, two and a half month mm-hmm. commitment to go over and play and for a your lot country. Of, most of these players are 20s and 30s. Well, all of them, they're 20s and 30s. What mm-hmm. does that mean? Probably a good chance you got little ones at home. Right. Right. And, and don't want to bring that back and family no, and everything. You don't want to be just... away from them for that long <laughs> as well. Absolutely. Where's daddy? He's still in China. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's he doing there? Right. Sitting Nothing. in a hotel room? Yeah, by himself. Yeah. It's a lot of video calls. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, so, there's. I do be determined, but keep it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, something, something to keep an eye on. NFL, likewise, you know, might there be uh, the Bulls for God's sakes? What yes. they're going through to localize it will get a little bit close. Minnesota Wild had a game postponed mm-hmm. last night. Um, Joe O'Donnell was in town yesterday morning, but rushing back up to the Twin Cities because they had a game. Well, no, they didn't. Two college basketball games last night: Were Little Rock there? against Central Arkansas, Tulane against Texas A and M. Both taken off the no. table, either postponed or canceled. This is not a sermon. This is not preaching. You do what you want to do, folks. You will anyways. Right. No one is going to change your mind. Nope. But this is kind of where we're at right now when it comes to sports, and that's what Trent and I you know, focus on. But sadly, it's part of it, mm-hmm. and there's no getting away from it. No. Um, and I hate to say it, but it seems like we're heading back in there. Fingers crossed we get out of that. So signing day. What does it mean to you? Does, does it? I think you have to be a really hardcore Hawkeye or Cycle or fill in the blank. You, mm-hmm. you pick your team. Right. Um, does, I mean, I get the anticipation of, I can't wait to see this guy or I watched this kid in high school and I think he's going to be a hell of a player at the collegiate level. Does it mean that to you? What, where are you on signing day? I used to be big into it mm-hmm. and it was really when this kind of all started, late nineties into the early two yeah. thousands. I was into it. It was also kind it's of a time. cottage. It became a cottage industry. I mean, guys make a lot of money. Websites were born because of this, yeah, and thrived because of this, and are what they are today because of that. So the the first part of rivals and Without what that was, and what it's become today, and twenty four seven, and scout, and on and on and on, just the different iterations that we've seen. And I was into it, and it was big, and, and you want to see these guys and you get names, and mm-hmm. yeah, you can really, I mean, you can get enamored with it. But I did get a kick last night as I was reading through. Kind of the last guys that Iowa was looking for. Yeah. And Positions are actually players. Players, okay. players. So there's a kid from, I want to say he's from Kentucky. He's down to two. Arkansas State and Iowa. 
easy decision, <laughs> you right? Think, but there's a part of who wants to stay close to home. Okay. Yeah. And it feels like, and reading Blair and Tom over at HawkeyeReport.com, that he's going to sign with Arkansas State. And I haven't seen this morning if he has or not. So you got that mm-hmm. one. There's a kid from Northwest Iowa that they're recruiting. His only major offer is Iowa. South Dakota State, South Dakota. Mm-hmm. But there's a possibility he wants to stay just as close as possible to his family farm yeah. up in Rock Valley, way up in the corner. And he's going to go to Dort. To where? Dort. It's a small college right next to where he farms. D-O-R-T, Dort. D-O-R-D-T, Dort. I don't think I've ever heard of Dort. Dort. Iowa might have a kid choose Dort <laughs> over. And this is the wild, wild west of what position does he, does he play? He's an athlete. He's going to be a linebacker. Okay, you know, he's kind of that. that would he elk. been a line? I mean, he will be a Dort. <laughs> Dort. But will he be? Would he? Would he have been at Iowa? Have uh, you made it at some point? They wouldn't be recruiting if they didn't I think guess. he was. Yeah, fair, tr- fair I mean, point. Well, think of a guy like Josie Jewell, who had no offers. <laughs> he was going to Luther. He same thing. Going to yeah. stay home, yeah. help the parents on the farm, go to college in the town that he grew up in. in but at least we've heard of Luther. Never heard of Dort. Well, they're not part of the Iowa Conference. This is a, I believe they're NAIA. Okay. Yeah, it just, this is now. The, now, take it one step further, yeah. Condon. Blow our audience away. Dort what? Oh, I, I, I can't help you out there. <laughs> okay, I was hoping. The Raiders. I, I have no clue. The Dort Raiders. Yeah, so we could help you out with that one. The other thing is... Yesterday, we were having fun with the uh, defense alignment from Kansas City, or, uh, oh, Dominique yeah, Orange. Yeah, yeah. The Cyclone. And, and picking, Ohio, picking up the Ohio State hat yeah. and throwing it, which I got to chuckle out. Then you take a little deeper. Were there committable offers remaining? Oh, is that right? <laughs> you, know, you get into that part of it, too. Yeah. I'm selecting this school, but... Well, you really don't have those offers anymore. So he just, puts on three or four different caps right. of schools that didn't even want him, and he's right. Hey, yeah. You know what? If they want to do that, good for them. Yeah, let's see. I got a picture here. I got right. Cindy Crawford in front of me, mm-hmm. and next, yeah, you, you go down that route. You really don't have those options on the table. These options, maybe not exactly there, but this it's just it's wild. And the people on the national scale, these kids making decisions, 17, 18 oh, years old, huge decisions, and how. People are just on their edge I of their know. seat for it. It's wild. It really is. Uh, let's take a couple of calls. Uh, i got to get more on this Dort situation. Uh, coming up uh, in the second hour of the program, looking forward to speaking with Cappy, uh, as we always do. we get the latest with Cap on the Bears. I don't know if there's any smoke around the story or not. The the Ryan Day, the Trace Armstrong. Look, I don't think there's any way Matt Nagy's going to survive this. I'd be shocked. I think every, all the Bears fans out there would be in the same boat. So we'll, we'll, do, we'll cover a a lot of ground uh, with Cap coming up here, as we like to do at 11.05. They are the Dort Defenders. The Dort Defenders. I want to get Brian in here. Uh, Brian knows Dort. Brian, welcome to the program. Help me out on Dort. Okay. Um, I am a, an alumnus of Northwestern College in Orange City, Iowa. Okay. Dort, Dort College is Northwestern's... Uh, Rival, Northwestern is connected with the Reformed Church in America, private four-year institution. Dort is connected with the Christian Reformed Church. Okay. Big rivalry. So they're, they're all, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Dort, Dort started playing football um, probably maybe seven, eight years ago, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more than that, maybe. Northwestern's won at least three NAIA championships. 
And Dort Northwestern always, uh, when I was in college in the middle and late 70s, uh, the rivalry was basketball, big-time basketball rivalry. But now the Dort, the Dort Warts decided that they wanted to play football, too. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure Northwestern routinely takes it to them. I don't know. I've lost track of that. But that's the connection. And I think you're talking about a young gentleman by the name of Ben Kiekrick. Yep. Yeah, he's probably a member of the Christian Reformed Church, okay. and that's big, big family thing. You yeah. Know, so. uh, let me ask you this, Brian. Uh, Sports Talk Radio has been in Des Moines for twenty six years. There's been a lot of shows. It, it, it's just for for everybody. I'm I'm going to go on a limb and say this is the first time Dort has ever been mentioned on on airwaves in Central Iowa. Would you Would you buy that? Um, in the context of anything, football, no, anything. I, I, <laughs> Yeah, anything. I, it's, it's, the next closest would have been either uh, their men's soccer team because they have a lot of students that come from Canada. Now you got uh, my lot, attention. Look at this. A, a, a lot of a lot of Canadian students um, go to Dort. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'd say probably that, and they have a men's hockey team. Well, so. moving up. Uh, Brian, listen, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, thank you for listening, okay? My pleasure. Thank Thanks. you. Good to hear from you. That is great. Look at the phone. The phone lines are all yeah, lit up about Dort College. Northwest. See, we have the Western Dort, Iowa the, people. I, I tell you, Ken. So you think that this is a good idea? Yeah, Let's we're go going to Council, Council Bluffs Friday. Come on, Western Iowa. Show up. <laughs> I want to see. A, I want to meet a Dort alum. Really impressed me. Let's get a Dort alum to come where, to the, um, is it Barley's? Barley's, um, in uh, where, where are we going to be council bluffs on uh, on Friday? Uh, Mark is next. John Cannon, you stay there, John Cannon. I do want to get about to Steph Curry. It was on our things we were going to talk about in the first uh, portion of the show. Little did we know uh, that Dort College uh, would take over. Hello, Mark. Welcome, Mark. Is that you? Shouldn't probably be talking. Um... Can you hear me? Yeah, fire away. Yes. No, uh, when I was at uh, Iowa State back in the early to mid-70s, Dort actually would bring over a bunch of kids from Canada. They had a, uh, yeah, they had a club hockey team, and uh, we would, like, scrimmage and play some, like, B-game stuff. So, yeah, they had a lot of Canadians. I'm really surprised you didn't know that. I didn't. I had no idea. I'm I'm surprised you never applied to go there. <laughs> yeah. Mark, uh, thanks for listening, man. Good to hear from you. Were you any good? Were you any good, Mark? Oh, I played a little uh, little varsity and then a uh, little JV. And, yeah, boy. Uh, let's, let's, let's just say that my, uh, my career ended in 76. Yeah. Okay. It's a fun sport, though, right? I mean, it's a hell of a game. No oh, doubt about it. It's, it's so much fun. I so miss it. Uh, yeah, um, if, if uh, let's just say I'm closer to 70 now than I am uh, 20, so it'd be a little, <laughs> little different. Yeah, Mark, but, oh, a great, great game. I still, uh, still love to watch it on TV, no matter who's playing. You and me even both. If it's Winnipeg, even if it's Winnipeg <laughs> yeah, losing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Uh, good to hear from me, Mark. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. All righty. Yeah, take care. I think we're trending for you to get an honorary doctorate from Dort. Or a jersey. <laughs> Something, Something. Right? Yeah. Don't wear hats. Don't wear jerseys either. And you don't want to wear anything black and gold or cardinal no, and gold. No, no, can't wear the colors. But can't maybe, wear. maybe Dort. Uh, Drew is next. Hello, Drew. What's your Dort story? Hey, Ken. Um, the only uh, reason I know Dort College... Yeah. Is because they were the original black 
um, license plates, the only black license plates you can get in Iowa. Really? And so you'd see you'd see an all black car, and they want a black license plate, and they had to get a Dort Defenders um, license plate rather than the, the current blackout one. So, so what um, what years you talking, Drew? This was probably. I mean, they came out with a black license plate probably three years ago. Yeah, four years ago. Oh, so recently? And now okay. Every other car has them. Yeah, I've been including so the one I drive. That, yeah. If you really wanted a black license plate, you had to get a Dort Isn't Defenders that wild? license plate. Had no idea, Drew. Thank you for the info. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Good to talk to you. This is perfect this week. We have no we have no clones, no hawks. Perfect. It really is. And here's Dort College yeah, leading us down period. this road. Uh, Justin and then Tim, and then I want to move on, because I do want to spend a couple of minutes with John Cannon and uh, Steph Curry set the all-time three. And did you see uh, Reggie Miller uh, was in the building? Yes, and him Ray and Ray Allen. Allen. That yeah, was, was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, Justin, welcome, Justin. Hey, what's up, guys? Good to talk hey, to I you. Was just gonna say, yeah, hey, I was going to say I'm pretty sure that the Morning Rush have mentioned Dort. Really? Uh, well, no, here's the thing, though. Not in a sports sense. It's yeah. just probably the fact that maybe the word just kind of accidentally formed in <laughs> Sean Roberts' mouth. Okay. Yeah. And it came out that way. I uh, wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Justin, thank you. Good to hear from you. Uh, Tim is in Pella. Hello, Tim. How are you? Real good, guys. Hey, here in Pella, uh, Dort's a big deal. because really? they, they come down here and recruit. Uh, quite often, as well as Northwestern, mm-hmm. uh, Northwestern's in or- Orange City, and it's a it's a Dutch community, uh, just like Pella. Okay, but the, the, yeah, the Reformed Church is is big here in town, and uh, huh. a lot of our kids go to go to Dort. So good education, I'm guessing, right? I mean that that'll get you in in some interviews with your degree from Dort. Yep, and and yeah, Northwestern kind of owns uh, Dort this year. They beat them sixty three twenty eight. How about that? You know the score. Can you was there was there a line on that game? I don't think. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. Tim, thanks, man. Good to hear from you. Oh, wild Trent Condon. Look what you started. Hey, you'd never know how it's going to be. And, and in fact, uh, the young man that we were talking about making his commitment uh, is supposed to happen right around now. So keeping let's go live to Dort. <laughs> well, it might be. Head up to Rock uh, Valley. Good stuff. Let's switch gears. As, as Steph Curry did set a milestone last night and did it in significantly fewer games than the ones that came before him. John Cannon covered him early in his career. And he has committed to Iowa. He did commit to Iowa. They got him. Over Dort. They got him. So uh, <laughs> last minute sales job by Ferentz and company. Nailed Thought it. he was going to slip away. Hello, John Cannon. What did you think of that last night? As uh, a pretty big stage to do it on. Couldn't think of one bigger than that. What a perfect spot. Well, it was funny that when, when we were getting close, um, and he wanted to do it home. That's number one. And he, he needed like 15, um, to do that. And, and then he just started throwing out clunkers. I mean, this really affected him. It, it affected the whole team, really. They have not looked like the Warriors through the last several games. They actually lost a game. Uh, they won a couple of others where they played poorly and, and were fortunate to, to win. Um, and, but there is no other place. He could have done it in Philly, and his brother was there, and that would have been kind of cool. Oh, sure. He could have yeah. done it in Indiana, where Reggie did his thing, but none of that would have been like last night. No. And Reggie wouldn't have been there. Ray Allen couldn't have been there. He's a coach, and he, he couldn't go to every game. He You know, he had to really, you know, this was the game that he could go to. And so it, it was not intentional, <laughs> believe me, but that's it's how it worked out. And here's something I learned last night. So when Ray Allen broke Dale Ellis's record. He did it against the Bulls. 
And Steve Kerr, who, by the way, mm-hmm. has the NBA record for the highest free three-point percentage still, like 45%. Mm. So Steve Kerr was on that Bulls team. When Reggie Miller broke Ray Allen's record, it was a TNT game. Steve Kerr was on the call. Yeah. Last night, he was on the bench. Steph Curry <laughs> breaks the record, and Steve Kerr is there as, as one of the coaches. Yeah, I thought that was just fantastic. Did you see the uh, get-in prices to Madison Square Garden last night? Did you oh, see? Them? I mean, just yeah. crazy. Up in the nosebleeds, four hundred bucks. Really, four hundred bucks. Yeah. And and people were standing and cheering every time the Warriors had the ball. From the time right. they get the ball after the Knicks would score, they would stand and cheer while the Warriors had the ball. While Steph brought it up, I mean, the pressure was immense. And he, you know, got it knocked out. First one real quick and the second one at about the seven-minute mark. Um, and then, you know, he was relieved but distracted the rest of the night. Yeah. And really so was the team. I don't. They're going to have two days off now in New York, and then they've got Boston, Toronto back-to-back, and I think they're going to go back to being the Warriors. But they, it's been a very interesting week to ten days as this whole thing has, uh, has happened. But what grace and class on the part of Ray Allen, on the part of yeah. Reggie Miller, um, and on the part of, of the Currys. And they had so many. His Davidson coach was there, and Larry Riley, who drafted him to the Warriors, was mm-hmm. there. I mean, they really did a this-is-your-life thing and, and got uh, got everybody there. He's just he's just a guy that people love and want to root for. There's haters out there. But, you know, you guys hear him. But yeah, I don't know how. People who know him or brush him or just watch him, I mean, the concourse at Madison Square Garden was filled with Warrior jerseys last yeah. night. Just appreciate the greatness, you know. I truly, you know, what else? Another tentacle of this is, as we know, and I, I saw this from Darren Ravel. He, he's into this kind of stuff. I would have no any idea, but we know that tickets are on your phone, right? Everything's mobile now. They were some were demanding an actual ticket to that game oh, for the resale sure. in in the subsequent years to come because they think it's going to be worth something. Wow. And the way tickets yeah. uh, to um, uh, games uh, that have already taken place are are escalating. And value is unbelievable. John, thanks for chiming well, in. Things, Go ahead. I, I know you're. I know you're pushed. I just want yeah. to say the thing about the Curry accomplishment is it's all about the work. You know, Curry is not LeBron James. He's not mm-hmm. Kevin Durant. Mm. He doesn't. He doesn't have that gift of a body that makes it almost imperative that he do this. He did all of this. He didn't have any any Power Five. He had one Power Five offers out of high school, and I don't know who it was, but he wound up at Davidson, and and he just worked his way through all of this and people thought he'd be maybe a you know good bench sharpshooter guy in the nba and just worked every offseason he got better every offseason he got stronger and he just he just had so the people who admire this admire the work and and let's let's all get to work i'm with you john cannon thanks for chiming in john good thanks, to hear guys. from you happy holidays to you Thank appreciate you. it okay. merry christmas i uh, will take our time out do you have anything left over john, there tc just, john uh texted me while he was on hold saying only in iowa with Steph Curry talk be bumped for a conversation about, <laughs> about Dort. Dort. Yeah, it's awesome. Miller Condon, your home for Dort University conversation. You might have found something there, yeah. Dwayne Condon. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Can- Wednesday, it's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Off to Vegas, we shall go with Kenny White. 
KennyWhiteSports.com coming up here in oh, 15 minutes or thereabouts. Let's talk a little hockey, shall we? Wild were in town last night. They've got a couple of games, home games this weekend, when uh, Friday rather. Uh, 7 o'clock puck drop, 6 o'clock on Saturday night. Ben Gislason, the voice of the Iowa Wild, joins us for a few minutes. Hello, Ben. How are you? Hey, Ken, I'm good. How are you, sir? I appreciate you coming on, talking a little bit about the squad who find themselves... Uh, look, at uh, Chicago and Manitoba, off to a pretty good start, and then there's a whole group of teams trying to uh, claim the, the playoff spots. Long way to go, clearly. Uh, but what you've seen from this team who's hovering around 500, uh, give us your thoughts on uh, you know the first 20 or so games. Not every one of them, just I... kind of where you're at. <laughs> I think it's been a, a tale of two cities for this team. I think when this team was healthy early on and, and, and they at one point were 9-4-0-1 before this eight-game slide happened, I think you were looking at a team that had a lot of fear around the league. Teams didn't want to play the Iowa Wild. Now I think everybody's planning to play them because uh, they've got the longest losing streak around the AHL right now going. And I, I think a main component of that, it, it is not an excuse, but it is a factor is you are missing probably your most impactful player uh, in Connor Dewar, who has been out for about two and a half weeks now, which is really the beginning of this slide. You're missing your starting goaltender in Andrew Hammond, who leads the league in shutouts. You're missing Matt Boldy, who is probably the most exciting player in the American mm-hmm. Hockey League right yeah. now, um, with the exception of a few other guys who are on the league. Um, and as Tim Arnold would say, and like we've talked about, it's not an excuse. You still have a good club behind you, but... There are, those are some guys um, that, and that's not even the entire list of injuries. We just lost our backup goaltender. Well, not even our backup. He split time most of the season with Andrew Hammond, Derek Barabo. He got hurt uh, a couple days ago, so he's on the shelf now. So you have two goalies that have played in the ECHL all year that have been backstopping you recently. And um, it's been, for the, for the Wild as of late in this stretch, it's been kind of a perfect storm where there's been nights they couldn't score and they've gotten great goaltending. And then there's been nights like last night where they could score and the goaltending ha- has failed them. So it, it's just it, it, nothing's going right, and it happens to the best of teams. I know it happened to your Winnipeg Jets earlier this season. Teams run into ruts, um, and it's all about how do you come out of the rut. Um, but before you can figure out how you come out of that rut, you just have to find a way to get out of it, which is, of course, what the Wild are trying to do this weekend against the Manitoba Moose. You know, just uh, real quick on, on the injuries and the, and the call-ups from the ECHL. We, we've seen the, the back and forth between Minnesota and, and Iowa, the I-35, the up and down, etc. Uh, the Heartlanders are over in Coralville, um, and that is the ECHL. That is the farm team, if you will, the, uh, for, for Iowa and for Minnesota. Are we seeing much back and forth between the Heartlanders and the Iowa Wild? We've seen a ton, uh, not only because of uh, the wealth of injuries we've had, but uh, there have been some COVID-positive tests on our team. We've been blessed that they haven't been uh, flying through the lineup and creating any kind of a postponement situation, but we have had guys go into protocol. Um, so when that happens, that's where it's really nice to have a, a player that's only two hours away as opposed to the affiliation used to be down in Texas, so you had to fly somebody in. Uh, we, we've seen uh, a number of defensemen make their way uh, down I-80 to the west to come up and play for us. We've seen a couple of forwards. We've got a guy that Chris Bennett is in the lineup with us right now. Um, Trevin Kudlowski, the goaltender, is here. Hunter Jones, the goaltender, is here right now. Um, and, and especially in a season where the COVID protocol can sort of come out of nowhere, injuries are a little more predictable. 
Um, so when you when you have these COVID issues come up, it's really nice to have somebody that's within striking distance because you can get them there on a moment's notice if all of a sudden you, you do get a test that you have to confirm whether it's negative or, or a true positive. Um, so the relationship there has been fantastic. I know all the way up to Minnesota, General Manager Bill Guerin of the Minnesota Wild has talked a lot about how important that ECHL team is and to have this little window here where it doesn't take you long to get somebody from Coralville to Des Moines or from Des Moines to St. Paul. So long home stand here. Two games coming up this weekend, Friday, Saturday, then right after Christmas, home again. First of all, it got to be nice for you, Ben, that no travel over it's Christmas nice. time, how good that is. But fun weekend coming up. Tell us a little bit about the promotions you guys have with the Wild at, at Wells Fargo Arena this weekend. Yeah, I, we're just really excited to even be having promotions again after last year. We really weren't allowed to have them. Uh, and so to have a, a slate chock full of great experiences for our fans, we're just tickled about it. Uh, Friday night with the Manitoba Moose in town. It's a $2 beer night. You can enjoy $2 beers until the end of the first period. Also $3 off Saints and Sinners all game long at the Bud Light Bar and Coors Light Lounge. And then Saturday, uh, as a big hat collector myself, uh, uh, there'll be baseball caps, limited edition caps available uh, for the first 1,500 fans into the building. And also all fans who are of age, that are in attendance, can get their hands on two for $12 tall boys, which I know is a popular promotion amongst our fan base and that's at the Budweiser bar and the white cloth stand outside section 122 and alternate white jerseys too the wild will be wearing a chance to catch those in person they're sleek and they're sharp and we've got some uh we've got the coca-cola local concert series as well with the brian heron band performing on the concourse so we're hoping to have that carnival-like atmosphere and we're hoping that the uh, wild fans can help invigorate this club to get back in the wind column and uh, send everybody home for the Christmas holiday uh, in a better spirit than we're, what they are right now. But it's been positive. The vibes are good, but you're just trying to muscle your way out of a little bit of a rocky stretch, which I, which I think we're close to, and certainly our head coach thinks so as well. Uh, Friday the 31st, so New Year's Eve, you guys have an early puck drop, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, so a pretty good start to, if you're looking to make, you know, spend some hours on New Year's Eve and really making an event, uh, 2 o'clock puck drop, uh, afternoon hockey at the well. Yeah, and we're going to even have some fireworks inside, too, which I've never been a part of seeing fireworks. Well, I guess I've seen fireworks inside of a building once, but it was only a very small example. This is a fireworks show wow. inside of mm-hmm. the arena. So I'm I'm excited to see how we pull this off. I know we can. I've never seen it, and my pyrotechnic background is very minimal. <laughs> so I, I, I'm curious to see how they're going to pull it off, but uh, that'll be a, a great game and a great way to start the New Year's Eve day. Uh, and kind of be the, the pregame before the pregame, right? Before you get ready to go out and have a fun evening to celebrate the new year. Uh, the parent club's playing pretty darn well, putting it mildly, right? What a start Minnesota is off to. Man, it's just been a blast uh, to, to watch that team night in and night out. And it's interesting. I've I've had the chance to chat with Bill Guerin. He was at one of our games uh, a weekend ago when Chicago was in town. And he came up and we interviewed him in between periods. And I asked him, what what does the rest of the world not know about this team mm. that you get to see day in and day out that you think has led to the success? And he said the culture in the room is finally where we want it to be. And not that the culture was bad before or it was rocky before, but certainly you saw how, how Darren very tact, tactfully put this roster together. And that means some tough decisions he had sure. to make too with some players that were beloved in the organization that he just felt, for whatever reason, we need to make this move 
to put together the proper group. And I know there were people that were going, well, I don't know, I don't know. And you look at the results right now, and granted, they probably won't keep up at the pace they've been at, but still, I, I don't see them falling much off of what they've been playing at, and it's there. And so he talked about that. He said every single guy from player one in your depth chart to, to player 25 on your depth chart has a role. They know it. They play it. The camaraderie is high. The spirits are high. And it's a team that really firmly believes they are as good as they think they are. And, and they've proved that. And, and so to hear that from him, I also heard that from Matt Hendricks, who was in town last night. He came up and chatted. I asked him the same question. He had the same response. Matt Hendricks, former NHL, are also uh, their assistant director of player development. So these guys are entrenched. They see it every day. And this team believes in each other, which is such a powerful ally to have for any sports team, and the Minnesota Wild have it right now, so they have just been oodles of fun to watch. Friday night, 7 o'clock, Saturday night, 6 o'clock, plenty of uh, Iowa Wild hockey during the Christmas break, including New Year's Eve, where the puck will drop at 2 o'clock at Wells Fargo Arena. Ben, a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to you and the staff. We'll talk to you uh, early in 2022. Thank you, Ben Gisleson. Have a great week. Merry Christmas to you guys, too. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Ben Gesslison, as we talk a little Iowa Wild hockey. We'll take a time out. Kenny White will join us next. A little sports wagering conversation with our friend Kenny White from KennyWhiteSports.com. In the 11 o'clock hour, Cappy will kick it off. Frank Schwab will talk NFL football with Trent and I before we leave you just before noon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. 1-800-BETS-OFF. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. Signing day. Did you see what Deion Sanders just pulled off? No. Took the number one recruit in the country. Kid was going to Florida State. Flipped him. Whoa. To Jackson State. Seen Jackson State in our state, their basketball team, the last couple of uh, uh, they, they uh, played you and I last they night. They did, yeah. And, and you and I uh, had to come from behind to beat them. But look what Dion is doing. It's crazy, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. Let's get Kenny White in here. KennyWhiteSports.com. Uh, we're gr- grateful to have him on a weekly basis. Hello, Kenny White. How are you? Hi, Ken and Trent. Doing great. Uh, man, it is amazing what Dion Sanders is oh. doing Uh Incredible, incredible work there at Jackson State. No doubt about it. Hey, before we get into um, uh, you know, th- this week's latest bowl games, minor ones, but still bowl games to start uh, this weekend. Kenny, when you look back at the NFL, where you were in August, what team did you miss um, maybe more so than others? Either you didn't think they'd be as good as they were, or you thought, boy, this team's going to be really good and they stink. Is there one of those? Maybe the Patriots. Yeah, they've, they've, yeah. They've, uh, yeah, they've they've overachieved about four and a half points in my power ratings. That's that's probably the one I would have to say right now. I was off the most. Uh, seems like everybody else. I'm looking down this list of teams that play this week, and then I was pretty on. Maybe Tennessee's another team I didn't have uh, pegged at you know a nine and four team this 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 point in the season, or Arizona. For surely didn't have Arizona that good. <laughs> Yeah, in a very tough division. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, get Kyler healthy, and we know how good that yeah. team can be. Yeah, it, it was amazing when he watched the first half. I thought, wow, this this is a really good football team. The second half, they came out, they did absolutely nothing. It was like they went away from their game plan. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, completely, you know, different play caller in the second half than he was in the first half. I think he outthought himself because they were just dominating the Rams 
uh, that first half. They just didn't, you know, they got a, got an interception at the end zone. If not, it would have been a 10-point Arizona lead at halftime, and I think he got in his head a little bit. I have a futures problem, Kenny White. I, I can't stop betting them. When, uh, when, when you're looking, <laughs> here we are in December, right? And we're starting to, at least we think, I have no clue, but at least I think I've got a, a, an idea of, you know, who's got a chance to go a long way. And I'm, and I'm price shop. Trent's got a good one in the Niners. I really like this Niners team. He put that out yesterday. But when do you, as a guy who does this for a living, or maybe you don't, when do you start looking for that team that right now you're going to get at a good price and heck with a break? or two they may get to SoFi on the second Sunday uh, in February. You know, I always say that uh, there, there are there is some value in futures, but you got to remember that future book with 32 teams in, in the NFL, bookmakers are able to put a theoretical hold in there of almost 30%. Some books 40%. Some will go as high as, as 50 if you're not careful. But even the books like the Westgate and Circa that are really fair with their with their uh, future book odds are still a twenty to twenty five percent takeout. The horse the so betting a horse race there's more value in that than betting the future. So I don't do a lot of futures unless I see one that really looks like to me it really has great value. And and uh, Trent we're on the same page. I I bet San Francisco three weeks ago. Good, that's a good one. Tittle yeah. he is that's such a difference team. maker. Yeah, it just. The way this team is playing, Debo Samuel, another one, got to be healthy. Handicapping as we turn our attention from the NFL to college. we got games starting on Friday. They're not exactly the shiniest of objects as it pertains to to college games. And we have opt-outs. You have motivation. How different is you handicapping, especially these early bowl games, compared to what it is in the regular season? Yeah, this it's really tough because of the uh, opt-outs. The transfer portals made things so difficult because mm-hmm. now kids have a place to go. They, I mean, they didn't have a. If you weren't gonna, if you weren't gonna play for the school next year, you probably end up playing in the bowl game. But now, if you thought you're not gonna play for the school, you want to get in that transfer portal as soon as possible so that you can find your next destination as quick as you can. So uh, that's made it tough. Motivation's everything. We've seen that for years. Teams that are dissatisfied with the bowl they get to that are. 10-point favorites, two-touchdown favorites, don't even show up, and, and, and they lose straight up. So upsets happen, and I'm looking for – I look for live dogs because I think that the, the dogs know they're um, supposed to lose the game, and that might be just a little bit of that motivation that you need and thinking the favorite may not need, need the game. So I definitely try to look for more dogs in bowl games than I do favorites. Let's get into some of those games. Bailey Zappi, Western Kentucky against Toledo. And He's we a see, hell of a player. Yes, he is. And quite the coup of bringing him and his coach uh, over there to the Hilltoppers. Big number here, though, double digits for the Rockets. And my question, kind of looking at a lot of these early games, how good was the MAC this year? That's part of my handicapping. How about you? Yeah, but, you know, looking at the MAC and watching some of those games, uh, the quarterback stats really get distorted because the defenses are just not as good and they miss a lot of tackles. So you get a lot of uh, yak yards in, in the MAC, and you got to be careful of that. But this is a good Toledo defense. They're they're ranked 14th in the country, 4.9 yards allowed. But remember that mainly that is against MAC teams. Uh, Middle Tennessee, their strength has been their defense, 5.1 yards of play. And they are down to their fourth-string quarterback, a freshman, uh, who's, who's played quite a bit during the year. But this team went through two pretty good quarterbacks, Bailey Hockman, uh, transfer from North Carolina State, 
He got beat out by Chase Cunningham, a, red, a fifth-year senior, and then Cunningham got hurt. Uh, Mike DiAlio was the third stringer, and now Nick, the, the, I think it's Nick Vietato, uh, is a freshman, true freshman, and he's their starting quarterback now. So with that situation, and I talk about the defense, um, I'm leaning under here, under 53 points. And hey, the quarterback for Toledo wasn't the starter at the beginning of the year either. They had Eli Peters, a, a, a Big Ten transfer, but uh, he was injured, and Daquan Finn is the guy that's taken over. 16 touchdowns, only one interception since he took over. Vadi Tati should have gone old miss by the sounds of things with a name like that. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, well, let's do Coastal Carolina and Northern Illinois because these are two marquee teams. We've got the, the quarterback for Northern Illinois, uh, Rocky Lombardi. Is, he's, a, he's a Des Moines kid, a West Des Moines kid, I guess to be accurate. Uh, he played in the championship game, makes a huge difference. Coastal, tremendous year uh, two years ago. This year was good. Um, this this is, this game's got a little cachet to it. Yeah, it does. Um, and again, another live dog. You're right. Rocky Lombardi has been the uh, uh, solidified this Northern Illinois team. He's a guy that's not going to lose games for. Him. He really managed games, and the defense took over. Now, Coastal Carolina has been a double-digit favorite in every game this year, but one. They're used to being in this situation, but again, I, I just don't want to lay points like that. Uh, um, Northern Illinois is uh, again a good defensive team. One of their stats I looked at, they're 8-1 and one under in the first quarter of their last nine games. They're really kind of a heavyweight title fight team that kind of feel you out. They either want to play field position, and they want to try to set themselves up for the second quarter. So that's kind of the way they want to play Carolina. Uh, Coastal Carolina definitely wants to play up-tempo and quick. Um, I, I like Northern Illinois here plus the points. Speaking of motivation, I want to go to the BYU matchup and a team that's ranked in the top 15 in the country, a back-to-back really solid seasons after what they were a year ago, lost a ton, including Zach Wilson. People thought that's going to be a huge step back. Motivation-wise, they're a lot better than UAB. They should throttle this team. I just wonder where their heads are at making their way to Shreveport for that bowl game. That's very true. Yeah, how how motivated are they? And when I saw this, I thought... Not the, not the type of bowl game that BYU wants to be in, and mm-hmm. UAB is so well coached. Bill Clark's a guy that I uh, is a great coach. You got to love this guy. That when they folded the program in 2015, 2016, he stays on board. He stays. I'm staying because we're gonna we're gonna have a team again someday, and they sure do. And he's had a winning record every year since that. He lo- loses all these players. Uh, this year, I got a tip that uh, Tyler Johnston, their starting quarterback. Uh, had some personal problems going on, and that he was going to miss a football game. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is a this is a six point drop off. And I had a, had a big play against him. And uh, Alabama Birmingham ended up winning the game. And the information that I was the guy that gave me the information said, "Just got to tell you though, they're not as um, high on uh, Johnston as you were, and they really like this Dylan Hopkins. And we think that's maybe why he had the personal problems because Hopkins was actually getting a lot of." first string reps in practice and i said nah johnson's a redshirt senior very experienced he's got great stats there's still a six point drop off i lost that game but i did win the next one but i watched the next one and this dylan hopkins is a really good quarterback for for uab and uh, uab is going to give byu everything they want here they they ended up the year with st- uh, four straight ats wins and they were outstanding in their road games five in a row they won they went six and one ats 
um, away from home this year. So UAB is a team that travels well, their defense travels, and their coach is a very good coach. Uh, since we don't have time for the rest of them, is there one more on Saturday uh, before you save you a couple of minutes to talk about Kenny White Sports? Is there a game Saturday that you like more than the others, Kenny? Yeah, you know, when you give you coaches, everybody says, well, the coach left, the team's going to fall apart, or the team's going to play hard. Those are two scenarios that can happen because I've gone back to 2006 and every team that the coach has left for a better job, uh, those teams are about 50% by the, by the uh, point spread. So you really have to try to read between the lines and be Dr. Phil to figure out how these mm-hmm. kids are going to be. So the one game I think that the kids may be in party mode um, is Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, their coach is leaving. Billy Napier is going to Florida. And he stayed for the conference for the conference championship game, and they won. That's a big celebration. That school had never won a conference championship, first one. Uh, now the players are going to New Orleans. It's an hour and a half away from home, <laughs> or two hours away from home. Yeah. They've been there many times. They know where to party. They know what's going on in New Orleans. I think Marshall will be on a business trip. Uh, Doc Holliday's no longer there, and he used to win every bowl game. That have been made it that much better. But Marshall knows how to take care of business in bowl games. And I'm I'm getting points with this team. I think they win the game straight up. Mm. Kenny White Sports, Todd, what have you got going on over there? Of course, we're down the stretch in the NFL regular season. It's a busy time. What's going on at Kenny White Sports? It sure is, but it's bowl season, and that's I'm working on that day and night the last couple of days. I've got a bowl preview package coming out, uh, a newsletter that will feature uh, information on every bowl game. I've broken down all the stats from every game this year, adjusted to the talent that they played and then use those adjusted numbers to get a median number on all the important categories and rank them out so you'll see a good ranking. Uh, stats you won't find anywhere in the newsletter that's going to help you win some money in bowl season. Good stuff. We will talk more about that next Wednesday with you as we get to closer to some of the uh, big bowls coming up. Kenny, thank you. We'll talk to you great. in a week's time. KennyWhiteSports.com. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a great weekend. Yep, you do the same. Take care. Kenny White joining us from Las Vegas, from Vegas to Chicago. The Cap Man, Centurion Stone of Iowa, sponsors Cappy. He will join Trent and I next, Frank Schwab. NFL conversation before we get out of here at noon. We're Miller and Condon. Weekdays from 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.